nyheten att det svenska succébandet Swedish House Mafia lägger ner medlemmarna som arbetat tillsammans sedan 2005. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes In a happy home I was a king I had a golden throne Those days are gone Now the memories on the wall I hear the songs From the places where I was born Upon a hill across the blue lake That's where I have my first heartbreak I still remember how it all changed My father said Don't you worry, don't you worry, child He hasn't got a plan for you Don't you worry, don't you worry
been to see them all around the world, but nothing has compared to what I've seen tonight. But I know that they're such great individual artists that they'll be a fine on their own. God bless them. And welcome to Ask Sue Show. What an interesting few days, myself and also my co-pilot, and we'll just name, uh, we'll just say Savage, okay? That's all we need to say. Um, and I just want to say um, how much we both want to thank all of you for your support over the last few days, which has turned out into one big continuous day for us both. Um, so, welcome to the show. Are you there? Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was having trouble getting logged in. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, Sue. How are you doing today? Um, I'm trying to unwind and, and trying to take a chill pill, but, you know, it's not happening. But, you know, we're carrying on. It's good. It's good. <laughs> And you're trying to keep from getting tickled at me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's just absolute crazy, isn't it? Absolute crazy. And I just want to say to everybody, you know, um, let me just firstly have a bit of a rant here. Well, not a rant, in a good way. Do you know what? Over the last few days, we have found within Facebook some absolutely amazing people, absolutely amazing, with huge hearts, there are not just people that are talking, you know, just, um, oh, yeah, we should do this, we should do that. It is people that have actually worked together as a team. And can I just say, it has been a breath of fresh air. The animal advocate world is an amazing world to be part of. I will admit to the fact, and I think we'll both agree to the fact, that it is a very tiring one at times. Going to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and getting back up at 7 does no good for anybody. Not not for love nor, and definitely no money. So, you know, I need to thank all of you for sharing the show, for joining us tonight, but also to be blown away today by things that we're going to try to achieve. As you all know on the Ask Sue Show, we like to do things a little bit different. And we don't want to be the same as anybody else. But also, we like to sit on the other side of the fence, or, or sorry, share the fence, and we will sit there and look at it from both sides. We can honestly say that we're both well-spoken in the sense of we will say, but we will also say it as it is. At the end of the day, we have seen some horrific videos in the last few days, some that will, I can honestly say that I will take with me to my grave. But at the end of the day, we cannot save the ones that we have all uh, that have already passed, but we can certainly make a very, very big difference into those that are coming forward and are being put into these shelters through no fault of their own. This is where the Ask Sue Show and all of you become one very big, massive team, a voice for the voiceless, to make a difference to those that cannot do anything. You know, these, these animals are put there because us humans have made this world like it is today. And it is up to us to all sit there together as a team and work out how we can change things for the better. As far as I'm concerned, the first thing we need to do is get people that corrupt out of these animal shelters and put, them, put in there animal-loving people. 
ones that are willing to stay up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the ones that are willing to put the pictures on Facebook because they're not scared of what might be seen, not telling their staff to be quiet and not take photographs, etc., because they're scared of what might be shown out on the social network. I have made no quietness about the fact of how much I hate Facebook at times by how they block us. But then I also want to thank Facebook for being able to put us in touch with so many people. So tonight I want everybody to please let everybody know that we've got the show on tonight and that we are going to be trying to, uh, let's just say, um, break a few walls down, shall we say, and uh, we will see how the show goes. Let me just tell everybody... um, Usually, we have got some sort of plan of action. We have got a little part ready, I can say. But with this show, it's got to be pretty well, see how it goes, okay? Because we do do not know what's going to happen tonight, okay? So everybody can bear with it. Now, by all means, anybody that's listening into the show, I just want to tell everybody that I will always sit on the garden fence. You all know this by now. So I would like to invite all of the people that we have exposed as far as the animal shelters, you are all welcome to join into the show. I am giving you the chance to call in on 347-327-9694. Okay, that's 347-327-9694. At the end of the day, I'm giving you a chance to be able to call in and tell people what you believe is the truth or what is the truth in your eyes, what has actually happened at your shelters. Maybe there was a reason for the things that you've done. And if so, I would love to hear them. I would love to give you the chance to come on here and speak about what's been going on. Have you had financial difficulties? Have you been forced to do things that you don't want to do? Have you been a a volunteer at an animal shelter and have seen things that have left you with nightmares and where you don't know what to say or what to do or even how to get help? Here is your chance. I have not got a problem with people emailing me at asksueshow at gmail.com, but please could you just put on there, you know, if if you want to be kept, um, you know, obviously anonymous, that is fine by us, but please just be aware that I will not be reading emails straight from there I will either say that it is just I have not checked it out or I will tell you if I can prove that this is true. So I will be reading the emails, but I will be checking them out first. They will just not be wrote, you know, listened to straight from you, straight from that, okay? So, you know, please understand it's going <coughs> to... Oh, sorry, I'm ranting so much and me choking. Um, but please um, realize that we're very busy behind the scenes with the messages. For all of you who have messaged us on the pages, please do not think that we are ignoring you. We have been inundated with messages, and we thank every single one of you. We are going through them as fast as we can, but... You know, it does take time and, and effort, and we have got our own lives as well. So, <coughs> so we'll go over to my co-partner. Um, where yes, do, where do we want to start? Have you have you have you put in your mind a list of where we shall start? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so much in my brain right now. Uh, we have focused so much on this. Yes, I knew that would make you laugh. Um, Sue and I have I, I literally a, been setting up. Pardon? I think it's a tired laugh, to be honest. It's a case of if we don't laugh at each other, we'll just cry. No kidding. We have sat together in our parts of the world together and watched the sun come up 
uh, five hours apart, six hours apart, eight hours apart. Um, it's just been amazing, the contributions that have come our way. And uh, like Sue says, this is a show where people sit on the fence, and we're not here to attack anyone. Uh, we're giving everyone the opportunity to call in, and um, it seems like people would rather sit in the shadows. I've been watching these pages, and the the hate comments are not coming from the page owners and, you know, people who are trying to get the real story. And, um, I, you know, I I personally, I mean, I know from experience, to call someone a bunch of names and out of anger and this and that, that not only makes the, the person, you know, the person saying them look, well, for me personally, when people start doing that, I my, my brain shuts down and I'm not interested in what they have to say because it's a subconscious self-defense mechanism. And we have, um, um, through, I mean, I've got so many different projects that I'm doing and, of course, I have a personal life too, although I don't know where it's been the past couple of weeks, but I know it's out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh, you culprit, you, you culprit. <laughs> but... Um, no, I, you know, I've, I've been very saddened by all this. Of course, I've been angered at times, but I've looked at videos, I've looked at TV shows, interviews, I've read um, personal, I mean, um, the uh, private messages that people of the pages have forwarded to me, um, and quite frankly, there are some highly educated, professional people who are coming forward with well-written messages very well composed with links and reference points and everyone who knows uh, any of Sue's shows knows that we speak all of us, uh, everyone who ever comes on the show speaks from a place of reference so um, this is not a show to attack anyone as far as where to start uh, Sue really um, we might as well flip a coin on that because we do have several situations to cover and once again, you know, um, I'm sure that people are sitting there listening who don't want to expose themselves or, or their true identity, but the phone lines are open, and if there is someone out there that wants to call in, you don't have to say your name. No one has to know who you are, but please don't call in ranting and raving. Sue and I do enough of that, but don't, yeah. if, you, if you're going to call in, please try and be considerate of everyone in the chat room and all the listeners, uh, please try and call in with an educated comment. And by that I mean, uh, you know, of course you can express your opinion, um, but please try and be composed and communicate with us so that everyone understands well what you're saying. I know Sue's already said all this, but I want to reiterate because there are people's emotions, people's lives at stake here, and their their livelihood. And um, you know, I I just I I have to sit back and say I do not approve of a lot of the activities that have gone on by people who like pages. And I've looked at over a dozen pages in the past week. Um, that's part of what I do is to try and evaluate what's going on. And I check my sources and I talk to people. And, you know, such, such angry comments. And, I, and the other day we were doing a show talking about how the animal pages were attacking one another. Well, true animal advocates are warriors who 
Uh, and that, that y- y'all all hear that word. We've all called ourselves a warrior at times, all of us, because you have to be in order to fight the good fight, the right fight. Am I correct, Sue? <clears throat> Definitely. 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 So, um, that, go ahead. Sorry, Kathy, carry on. No, I was just um, saying, you know, it, it, and, and here again, seriously, we, today on this show especially, we welcome callers. Uh, there, I'll go ahead and mention some of the different shelters we're talking about. Uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey, with the Memphis case, and them not posting a current time-stamped photograph after Mike Fitzpatrick said he would. Um, you know, we have tried, uh, when I say we, there are many of us who have tried to communicate with that, uh, with the Bloomfield Health Department in Bloom, Bloomfield, New Jersey, and they refuse to talk. Well, certainly, and I mean, and that creates doubt in everyone's mind because if you're not talking, what are you hiding? You know, um, I read on a page where there's smoke, there's fire, and I've heard that that old cliche almost all my life, but I've never seen it more apparent than it has been in the past week. Um, another shelter, um, the one in uh, Tennessee, the uh, Adrian Baird Shelter, uh, is also in Tennessee, uh, where the Memphis Animal Shelter is in Memphis, Tennessee. That's another shelter that has long been looked at. Um, their practices are questionable. Uh, I've, I've looked over the page of um, the Adrian Baird page, and I have seen the TV interviews, and I have seen two different channels, and quite frankly, um, two different interviews. <laughs> and by that mm-hmm. I mean there are too many conflicting statements. One day it's this story, and the next day it's that story. And no, it didn't happen at our shelter. And yes, it happened at our shelter by a disgruntled employee. Well, wh- which is it? And if you you don't know about the video, why is your voice on the video? And if that wasn't you at the shelter, how is your voice on the video? I mean, there are just so many questions and. There's, I mean, there's no one that that I know of or that I've talked to in reference to all this who doesn't have doubt because no one wants to come forward with the correct true story. So, you know, that's 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 where I stand on that. We have other shelters. Uh, the one, the shelter. I don't have it right in front of me right now because I'm not at my computer. But um, the shelter where Mila. The husky mix was found dead in the pit dug behind the shelter last week. That's a current video. That was posted on March 29th. And, you know, the the shelter is saying she died of ulcers on the exterior of her body. When the body was examined in the pit, she's ripped wide open from dog bites. So, you know, these are sentient beings. They have a central nervous system. They have feelings and emotions. And if you don't think they do, then private message Sue, send her an email, and she'll make sure I get it. And I will give you all kinds of examples of the fact that animals do mourn. Penguins, for example. Yes, penguins. No, we're not going to see penguins in a shelter, but they mate for life. Penguins mate for life. 
The other day I saw a video of a dolphin, a mother dolphin, and her baby had died, and she was swimming through the ocean and photographed or videotaped by some uh, fishermen. She had the dead baby's body on top of her body resting against the dorsal fin, and she was she was keeping the baby. I, I mean, I can't begin to assume or even think about what her thoughts were, but all she knew is that was her baby and it was dead. So dogs, cats, they're, they're loyal pets. They, they love. All a dog wants to do is love his human, love her human. Kitty cats, they purr. They just want to love you and, and give you headbutts and, and please rub my fur, please scratch my head, let me love you. That's all they want to do. So when I read the article about, excuse me, the shelter in Tennessee, for example, that was selling dead cats for $3 a piece as long as they were 12 inches and over, well, when you look at the records, now, and this is all published information, it's public, it's available to the public, so I'm not manufacturing figures here, and I'm certainly not just yanking things out of the air, but for 757 cats to be killed in a matter of a few short months, um, that creates a great deal of question in my mind. And in looking at the video of that particular Tennessee shelter, I'm looking at a video with three dogs lying in the floor dead that had been euthanized. Now, I'm listening to her interview on TV, and I'm watching, and she says, that they take the dog into the euthanasia room, they guess at the weight, then they get the juice. Who refers to it as juice? Um, and then uh, they listen for a heartbeat, and then they put the animal in the freezer. Okay, if that's the case, why were those three dogs lying there back in their kennel with a water bowl over there by their head um, and you know, I'm, and this, here again, this, now what I'm about to say is my opinion. So we all have one, okay? But in my opinion, based on what I saw, the dogs weren't removed from that kennel. And if I'm wrong, I hope someone can can quickly correct me with facts to explain to me why, if they weren't put down together in front of one another, which I have been told is against uh, state laws, why would they remove from the euthanasia room and put back in their kennel? Um, we have looked at videos for all these different shelters over and over again, and the same things keep coming to mind. They keep coming to the foresight or the, to the forefront of, of, the whole, of the whole situation. When you listen to recorded interviews, you watch a TV interview, you read a newspaper article, then, and you're watching with your own eyes a video, you're trying to put everything together, but the pieces aren't fitting. That, and that's, that's the reason. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm confident these people feel attacked. Well, if there weren't so many of these stories out there where we hear in your own voice what you're saying is happening, and then you have another interview that same day with another station, and the story's different. Um, you know, listen, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I'm sure not, I'm not dumb either. 
I'm a college-educated woman. I'm a, I'm a tour. I'm not a, a teenager. Um, I think I'm speaking from a rational perspective right now. I think I'm remaining calm. I'm not pointing an accusatory finger at anyone. But I, I would like answers just like everyone else would. You know, um, Sue, what, what do you think? I mean, and, and if there's a caller out there that has seen these videos or read these interviews, or if you're the particular person that did the interview, or if you're the subject in question, we welcome your call. Definitely, definitely. Um, I just want to say, uh, just to let people know that obviously we've got the um, – Exposing Betty Crumley information needed here page. Um, as it obviously has been in the limelight. Um, and I just want to just clarify something, okay? Um, the Ask Sue show, yes, is based in the UK. I am in the UK. Now, I've got a post, and everybody's welcome to look at this post. They, they've made this public, so I can talk about this. Um, somebody's actually posted on the page about the fact, um, let me just find the actual wording, because I, I wouldn't like to um, say something, but, um, right, let me just go up here. Sorry, I just wanted to read this. Um, something called Bonnie has put, you can purchase all the animal food you want, but it sounds like the shelter is putting them to sleep faster than they could ever use it. And it, apparently this, there's a, a lady on here that... Um, She's actually wrote, uh, Stephanie's wrote, I, uh, I agree, I find the death threats very unnecessary. Why don't you channel your energy into going out and purchasing dog cat food for the shelter? That's going to benefit the animals tremendously. That's an empty death threat. Than an empty death threat. Grow up, act like adults, and put your money where your empty threats are. Right. I must admit, I am deeply hurt by such pathetic comments. Right, and if anybody wants to blow me down on the show, you're more than welcome. I personally have paid for this show, and I have got a right to speak just like everybody else in the U.S. If anybody else wants to set up their show and they want to stand up for what they believe or what they want to get out there, that's fine. You're welcome, okay? But I'm in the U.K. You're right. I've never been to the U.S. I do not know anything about anywhere around there. But what I will tell you right now is I don't care whereabouts in the world you are, Nobody in anywhere, doesn't matter where you are, whatever you, whoever you think you are or whatever money you're making or whatever the procedure, whether you're in a one person who lives in a house or you're an animal shelter manager, you have no right to do cruelty to any animal and I don't give a monkeys what you say the problem is. There is still no right. Nobody has the right. Now, as far as somebody trying to tell us on that page, why don't you go and purchase dog and cat food for the shelter? Excuse me? Go and get dog and cat food for the shelter? No. Why don't we try and get them dogs out of that shelter? And secondly, how do you expect me to go and buy dog and cat food for dogs that have already been put down, looking at each other on a third of the juice, as they call it, looking at each yeah. other while they pass away so traumatically? Tell me how I'm supposed to buy dog and cat food for them. They will not let volunteers go into that shelter at the moment. They are answering the phone by saying that apparently they're, a, they're this, that, and the other. They're not even saying it because they don't even want to answer the phone. So, Stephanie, oh, but that's fine. You know, we are willing to help a shelter that is needing help, right? 
But let me just say to you, these animals do need help and that you're absolutely right. But cat and dog food at this moment is not my first port of call. Okay, my first port of call is getting exposed right there for the cruelty that is going on in that place. Okay, now if anybody else wants to shout me down because I'm in the UK and I know nothing, I would just like to point out how many of you have actually sat at that computer for, I can honestly say, 20 hours in one day continuous. If anybody else wants, uh, this is not, this is not, this show is not about egos. It's not about competitions, right? I don't care if you're sitting on the moon or with a satellite getting this show or you've got your laptop with your Wi-Fi or whatever you've got, right? At the end of the day, those doing, well done to you and keep it going, right? This page has got to get out there, right? And for anybody else who wants to have a go at me because I'm in the UK, well, hold on, there's people in America that are right around that shelter that didn't even know what was going on. And if I manage to tell 20 more people about what's going on in that, in that place and we get this put right... And then we can start, and I have already said so many times, anybody who wants to advertise their shelter, a good shelter, that is needing support on the Ask Sue show and wants to be able to get donations in, you're needing help, you need volunteers, anybody can email me any day of the week, show at gmail.com. How many media t- um, radio stations have you heard that will actually go and help animal shelters, Okay. By all means, tell them to get in touch with me because I would love to join forces with them too. Okay? But I am disgusted that people are here to go and try and kick me down, the one that's actually trying to help. Okay? And we've actually exposed in other shelters. And I don't care what anybody says. At the end of the day, I'm continuing and I'm going nowhere. The people that put comments like that, you must be a friend of Betty's, and I'm giving her the opportunity to call into the show and tell me exactly what's going on. You've got the right. You're absolutely right. You have got the right to say what you've got to say. Ring into the show and tell me all about it. Uh, the number's there, 347-327-9694. And as people say to me, put up or shut up, exactly. Ring in the show. If you've got something to say, let's hear it right here, right now, on the show, Tell everybody, you've got your chance. This is your airtime as well. Ring in 347-327-9694. Call in. One thing I want to add, too, I was speaking with someone yesterday, and they are exercising the Freedom of Information Act. Now, I just got a note passed to me that there are a lot of guests in the show. Like I said, I'm not at my computer. So... That's obvious to us. Um, Sue has done these shows for so long now. Um, The guests are people who don't want to be identified. They're listening in. And if you want to be a troll, go ahead and be a troll, but you can't comment. If if you're brave enough to call in, call in by all means. But um, the Freedom of Information Act, the utility bills for the Tennessee shelter where Betty Crumley works, um, they're being requested as we speak because we understand that she does not turn the heat on. Now, she did yesterday for the TV shows that came in. They said that the floors were warm, that there were blankets for the puppies. Well, we also have some inside information that was given to us. And when I say us, there is a huge group of people working on this. It's not one or two people. It's uh, not three or four people. Um, there's a network of people who are sharing information to make sure it doesn't get, quote-unquote, lost. But um, we want to look at the um, 
the utility bills for that shelter to see how much they went up during the winter when it was so cold, and those puppies were needing warmth. Um, also, I'd like to know how often the puppy room is used because I was told here again by someone who lives close to the shelter that they've never seen any puppies in the puppy room that it hasn't been used. Um, I've also, uh, I mean, this is all in writing. I mean, I've got messages. I keep my notes straight. I keep my files straight. And I can reference pretty much anything at any given time because I know where it is. I know where I put it. And to me, it doesn't sound like any of these shelters can keep their notes straight. None of them. Not a one of them. And if they do have records that all of a sudden someone shows up for an inspection, oh, you can't be here for an hour. We're real busy right now. It gives them time to do whatever they have to do. It gives them time also to throw out blankets on the floor. It gives them time to get the floor heated. It gives them time to move animals around. You know what? It gives them time. So I think that animal shelters should be regulated by a department of the state where they're popped in on on a regular basis with no advance warning. But then again, when you're buddy-buddy with the mayor and God knows whoever else, um, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So, And yeah. I, I can say that because I was raised in a small town, and I, I'm very familiar with law enforcement, and I've heard some tremendous stories about the good old boy system, and I have personal friends in law enforcement who left their profession because of the corruption. And we all know politics equates to money. So I say that these elected officials are getting nervous, and, and I'm not talking about any one shelter. I'm talking about all of them because we are going up the chain of command to the governor, and even the governor, you know, every state is just one of 50. So there's uh, federal authorities to go to over and above that. So uh, I think, you know, these people, if they're getting nervous or if they're denying this and denying that, I mean, too many stories are just getting way twisted. And really and truly, uh, several of us involved in this network have sat back, and once once we ask a question, we're silent, and we don't have to say anything else because the person's ego or their greed or whatever else motivates them will twist them in a knot, and all of a sudden they're stuck. What do I say next? What do I say next? Because when you tell one lie, you've got to tell a lie to cover up that lie, and then a lie to cover up that lie. And when you've got more than one person involved, everybody gets twisted sooner or later. Exactly. Um, And the other thing I just... and the other thing I just want to bring forward as well, um, obviously we, I keep hearing the same words over and over about death threats um, to Betty Crumley. Can I just yeah. say that at no point on that page as the, the admins or anybody put on there to send any death threats? Can I just say I that the public is high rate, they're upset, they are just blown away by them um, videos. But the thing is, we can't control the Joe public who are doing these. We do not think it's right. It's totally wrong. We are just looking for justice. We are looking for the right things for these animals. 
Please do not, and let me repeat that again, do not be doing death threats to anybody at any of that shelter or anything. It's not going to achieve anything. It's not going to help us. It's not going to help the cause that we are dealing with. We have not at any time said to go and do it. We have said so many times on that page, do not go and do this. It's got to stop. We have told people that if they go on that page, that they will be chucked off that page. It is up to everybody. If you want to get chucked off the page, you say something, you will be straight away. There will be no questions asked. You will not be warned. You will just be thrown off the page. It's simple as that. So to those people that are continuing to say, we don't believe in the death threats, neither do we. It's got to stop. It is not helping anybody, and this is not what we're here for at all. Um, now, um, we have got a phone call um, waiting, so we'll go straight to the phone lines. Uh, area code 810, hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you for hearing my call. It's quite all right. Who, um, who are we speaking my to? My name is Teresa, and I am an ultra-verified transporter for rescues, okay. and I have been to the Campbell County Shelter myself, mm-hmm. and I have okay. seen the condition that the dogs live in. And I've got to tell you that, quite honestly, the uh, conditions are very bad. I pulled dogs from that shelter and transported them to rescues. Uh, Two of them were little chihuahuas that were 10 months old, and they were freezing in this shelter. Good grief. And, and Teresa, how, how long have you been dealing with this? You know, on what sort of time scale has this actually been going on for? Do you know? Yeah, it, I've only been involved with that shelter since um, the beginning of January, I would say, somewhere in there, in February. Right. The last transport I made down there was more than three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, and and what is there a reason for like three weeks? Uh, have you just not decided not to go there anymore, or have you been told to stay away, or what's the, oh, what's no. the situation? Uh, there's only so much room. I was bringing dogs from Tennessee back to Michigan rescues that had room for them. We also have shelters here in Michigan that um, we try to save our dogs from here as well. So we did have room, and we pulled as many as we could. And quite honestly, we took one dog from there that was a puppy. It was um, maybe 12 weeks old, 16 weeks old at the most, and its legs were bent. And I was told, and I can't vouch for what I was told, but I was told that that dog, uh, Betty had said, would never get adopted. We pulled the puppy, and the puppy not did very truthfully get adopted. In fact, the reason that the legs were bent was from the veterinarian that I took the dog to said that it was probably malnutrition and that those legs would straighten back out. So they're not, the dogs that I have pulled from there were very thin. I know Mm -hmm. some of them dogs were strays and had been out on the road or the streets or not taken good care of, but they certainly didn't get any help while they were there. Okay. Now, obviously, to take those dogs from there, you would have had to um, sign paperwork um, and seen the paperwork that they were obviously re- been able to rehome or transport dogs. What What was your opinion of the paperwork that they were doing? Was it up to a standard that you thought was acceptable? Well, to be quite honest, again, 
um, the paperwork that I dealt with was handled by the Friends of Campbell County. Um, a young lady named Patricia was the woman who went with me to the shelter, and we looked at the dogs, and I pulled as many as I could take. They had one that they would not release to me. Well, let me put it this way. They said I could take it, but if I didn't take it, it was going to be put down the following day because we knew for a fact that kennel number 10, every dog that came out of that kennel was breaking with parvo. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And this dog was in kennel number 10, and I so I could not put it on my transport, but I didn't dare tell Betty that. Instead, I told her I would take the dog because she said if I didn't take it on Saturday, she was putting it down on Monday. And I said, okay, I'll take the dog. I could not put it on my transport. It was taken out of the kennel and put into a vehicle and kept by the Friends of Campbell County to see if it would break with Parvo, where they could keep it isolated and not exposed to other dogs or contaminate anyone else. And and did that dog end up having Parvo? No, I don't believe it did, but it had a better chance because it wasn't a puppy. Oh, um, I see. Puppies are more susceptible, as you probably know, to Parvo than your yeah. older dogs are. This dog appeared to be 10 months to a year old, and it was a terrier mix, um, and apparently it did not break with Parvo, to my knowledge. Right, okay. So, so the dog would have died on Monday had you not taken the dog? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, she was. Just, okay. she told me. I heard her right. say, if she doesn't take the dog, I'm putting it down on Monday. And I said, don't tell her I'll take the dog, even though I knew I could not put it on my transport because I couldn't take the chance of contaminating the other dogs. I, I asked the other volunteer there, without Betty's knowledge, if she would hold the dog. And she said, yes, we've got a place we can hold it that doesn't have other animals so that it doesn't expose other animals, yet it has a chance. And I went, good, let's do that. And that's okay, exactly can I make what we comment? did. May, may I make a comment? The first thought that came through my mind, if she even suspected that dog had parvo, why was it not quarantined? And I don't mean just a kennel 10. Why was it still in the room with all these other animals, where cross-contamination cross could have occurred at any time. Well, Am I that correct? Is, that is, that's a question that needs to be answered by Betty and her, um, in her glory as to why yes. she's not doing. Number one, when I was there, they were spraying down the um, kennels. The dogs, there was no heat in the inside runs, and they were, the dogs were all pushed outside, which was even colder yet. Um, and the water was just sprayed down and then squeegeed off into the outside. And then, again, the dogs were allowed, and they would push the water back out. Can I ask you a question? Sorry, can I just pull you up on that? So let's just, I'm trying to, obviously I've not been to the shelter, and and I I really want to ask you about the shelter itself. But So when they've got, they push the dogs outside, they're washing out the inside, and so the water is then going towards the dogs as Correct. they're in there. Is that right? Correct. Cold. In the cold. Okay. And they're out in the cold. Where there's, Just as an example, um, the two little chihuahuas were there in that shelter at that time, and they were, you know, 
were 10 months old. They were tiny. They were they had no hair really to protect them like thick coats. They were on cold cement and they were huddled together out in the outdoors trying to just stay alive. I I can't tell you how appalled I was. They do have a puppy room and the puppy yes. room is a warm when she allows it to be kept warm, but she doesn't use it. Moreover, there was no heat where the dogs were, and there was no reason for them not to have heat. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I ask a question? When, when they were spraying the water, was there any kind of disinfectant that you smelled, bleach, Lysol? Well, you can't use ponds all around dogs. You're not supposed to. No, but it's bleach is what they usually use, and then there's also um, Zircon D that they can add to the water to disinfect for parvo. And Zircon D, I know I've used it in uh, transports. It's very effective. Um, but even bleach would take care of it. But you have to use a fairly good strength of bleach to be able to disinfect it. And no, I did not smell that, which okay, tells me that if there was any in that water, it certainly wasn't strong enough. Okay. Well, my first thought here is, now you're going to have sick dogs that are going to get kennel cough and colds, upper respiratory infections, because they've been subjected not only to cold weather, a cold environment, but now you add water on top of that, cold water. That's now, correct. That, pardon? That you're quite correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And that right there is just one other Excuse, I can't even call it a reason because at this point it becomes an excuse to kill dogs. Oh, that dog yeah. caught, put it down. Oh, well, and, and again, I can only tell you what I have been told, and I, so I can't, couldn't testify. I'm a retired police officer. I know what's admissible in court. In court, I could not testify to this, but I was told by what I consider a reliable authority or a reliable person that the cats that go there, if they're over a certain in, um, size in inches, they are, she gets so much money per cat. $3. Thank That's you. public knowledge. That's already been published in an article and followed yeah, but, up but on. It's but can we just say thank you, because it is good to hear confirmation of the post that we have exactly. actually been, even though we've been told it, it's nice to hear that somebody else is actually backing up what we've said, you know, and it's confirming that what we're putting on the page is actually for real, you know? Oh, yes, there's um, so much on that page that is true. And the other thing I want to say, if I can, is I agree with you that there should be no threats, no bodily injury, no threats of any kind towards anyone. Absolutely. It needs to be dealt with properly, and it needs to be dealt with firmly, but not illegally. The right, exactly. The thing that I need to say is that the Friends of Campbell County are receiving threats, too. And Patricia, for example, is one person that I know for a fact. She drove dogs to me one night and, and drove four or five hours to get the dogs to me because I ended up taking 22 dogs back to Michigan, and she brought 12 of them to me so that I would be able to make that transport in a timely manner where the dogs wouldn't be coming into Michigan at, late at night. There's only so many hours that you can drive and get the dogs back. And, Absolutely. And if, without her help and the amount of miles that she puts on her vehicles 
to save the dogs, you know, many of them wouldn't have been saved. I couldn't exactly. have made. I went down to Lebanon, Tennessee, and picked dogs up from Lebanon. She brought dogs over from Campbell County, which was a good four- to five-hour drive. And when she got them there, here's the irony of it, when she brought the dogs there, I was looking at the dogs because I had sent, you know, they had sent me pictures of the dogs to see which dogs we could take, and I sent back pictures saying, we'll take this dog, this dog, this dog, this dog. Okay, well, we were going to take 12 dogs, and the pictures that I sent her, four of those pictures, were not the dogs that I got. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Okay. But, you know, and she was, when I looked at the dogs, I went, you know, where did these come from? I didn't ask for these. And she started to cry. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, well, I thought these were the dogs you wanted. And I said, it doesn't matter. I'll take them. You brought them. I'm going to take them. I certainly won't refuse them. And she said, well, but then the other, there were three that we were supposed to be taking, and she had brought four. And she said, well, then those other three will die. And I said, no, your job tomorrow is to go back there and see if they're still alive. And if so, pull them out, put them in a quarantine area, and I will come back and get them. Or we'll have them transported up. And she said, oh, okay. And I said, don't cry because you've actually saved more than what we Absolutely. Absolutely. And I said, you you have to understand, Patricia, you can't save them all. As much as I would love to, we can't save them all. Absolutely. But we can do the best we can, and you've done a fabulous job today. Absolutely. Now, so what what are the actual rest? I mean, obviously, we, we've heard about Betty, but what what is the rest of the shelter actually like? You know, what are the I mean, obviously, we know that there it's is cold, and we know location. that it's beautiful. It has the potential to be everything that you would want in a shelter. I mean, That's the building is you new. To say. The area is clean. It it has heat. It ha but they just aren't using it. There's no reason what? for those dogs to, A, number one, not be able to come into that shelter, and immediately upon receipt of the dog, they should receive a shot, a DHLPP shot, to make sure yep. that they have no, that they get a chance to not have come down with this temper or parvo. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just humane. Yeah. It's so, not that expensive to have those, and if these people are qualified enough to give a shot of euthanasia, they should be able to give a shot of DHLPP. Yep. Absolutely. You know, that's a question I was just about to ask you. Obviously, you're a lady who knows everything about the dogs, and you're the perfect person we need on the show, because my question to you was actually going to be next, was, you know, for instance, how much is it to actually inject these dogs with the, the everything that they need to be able to know that when we rehome them back to somewhere else, that they are going to be okay, you know, and they are of good health and everything else? How much is, you know, are we talking a lot of money? You know, what no, sort of price not, is it? No, you're not. I, for an example, I have dogs of my own in my home, all right? And of my own dogs, I give my own shots with the exception of the rabies. That has to be given by a certified veterinarian, okay? Mm -hmm. But okay. the regular shots you can get from a uh, supplier, and they will send them to you on ice so that it doesn't matter what time of the year. 
it comes properly prepared. You should not buy them from places like stores, like TSC or pet stores, because those stores have periodic power failures. And then when they do, those shots are compromised. I only buy my shots from the suppliers, and I can get them for maybe $5, 3 to $5 a piece for a DHLPP. That is not outrageous at all. No, uh, definitely not. Life? Definitely not. No, so, and you you know, there's, unfortunately, our society has gotten to the point where we do so many things. For example, let me just say this, um, rabies or a, um, having a dog treated for heartworm, for example, is very important. And I give my heartworm medication once a month on the first of every month. I do that, and I can afford to do that because I purchased my heartworm medication from Australia. It's cheaper. I don't need a a veterinarian prescription. It's the same, got the same substances and ingredients that I would get if I got it here, but it's cheaper. I give it to them 12 months of the year. And on the third year, every third year, I have to have a heartworm or a rabies shot. I then get my heartworm test just to make sure that there's no problem. But there can't be a problem because if you're giving it once a month, it would take care of it even if they were positive when you started it. Exactly. See, so, I mean, and and obviously I must admit I've got – obviously told so many times by everybody because I'm in the UK and what do I know? The logic of this is just a common sense. What you're saying is the things that are actually wrong at that shelter could very, very quickly soon be changed around to make into a fantastic shelter that could do so much. Yes, usually in a shelter, in many of the shelters that I have been in, let me put it that way, um, the shelter itself is not quality. The building is bad. The drainage is bad. Every, you know, there are serious problems. But this this shelter does not have that problem at all. It has the ability to be a number one a place for dogs to go. And if they would not put the dogs down if within three days, like she says, that they could put them down in three days, here it's five days. If it's a stray dog, you have to give them five days. Five days, after five days, they can be put down. And, of course, the uh, um, exception to that would be if they're extremely ill, injured, or uh, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even aggression cannot be tested in a shelter situation. We, yeah. I told, just as another example, while I was there the last tr- trip I made, I pulled a smaller, old, um, he was a terrier, maybe um, chihuahua mix, and I would say that he was in excess of 10 years. They couldn't really tell because of his teeth, and chihuahuas have bad teeth anyway. But by looking at him, he was in excess of 10 years old. When we went to take him out, he was huddled on the floor. Of course, he was cold. But when he, we went in to get him, he was snarling and snapping at us. 
We wrapped him in a blanket and put him in a crate, and I got him home. I took him to um, a boarding facility that we have here because we didn't have a foster home for him to go right into. Um, I immediately started him on CLM, which is a supplement for dogs that have joint problems and arthritis and are older, okay? It's fabulous, and it's all natural. I put him on that. Within three days, he went to a meet and greet, and he was walking fine. He was a happy man. He was no longer snapping and growling at anybody. He, number one, wasn't in a shelter environment, and number two, wasn't in pain. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably wouldn't, when you had him in boarding, he had his tummy full, he had plenty of food, and he sure, was he warm. had everything he, he needed. Was it wasn't a top-of-the-line mm-hmm. place. Now, don't get me wrong, but it, he got all of his needs were met. He got his bedding. He got his um, warm bed, food, water. You know, and he had a nice, big, fluffy bed that he just loved. And 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 what you're talking about, these are essentials. I mean, every animal deserves to be treated with dignity. That are already, as as your story just related to us, they're in a shelter environment. Uh, everybody's yapping and barking, and they're stressed, and they it's a strange place. And well, yeah, cold and on top of that, and, and people pain. don't understand um, that you know they. Many rescues will say, well, we have to have the dog temperament tested before we can take the dog from the shelter. Well, you can't really fairly temperament test a dog when it's at the shelter. It's it's not fair. You need to remove it from that shelter environment to give it a good test. And I believe me, I've dealt with dogs that I've got one in my home right now that's been here for over a year. That dog was a relinquished by another rescue because they were going to put it down. They said it was food aggressive. I took it to the vet and had the vet check that dog out with uh, skin scrapings for allergies and blood tests to see if there was anything organically wrong with the dog. They couldn't find anything, and yet, no matter how much I fed this dog or how often I fed it, he was ravenous, and therefore I couldn't fix his food aggression problem, and I told the vet, you've got to tell me what to do to fix this ravenous problem. And she said, let's try some um, D-enzymes. She said, possibly he's not digesting his food. He doesn't have pancreatitis, but he might not be uh, digesting his food. I put him on the D-enzymes, and within a couple of weeks, no more aggression at all. And yet the dog was going to be destroyed. Amazing. Yeah. Can, can I make a comment to the caller? I want to compliment you on your composure, your eloquent way of speaking, the facts that you're giving us, your willingness to come forward. Uh, you are undoubtedly one of the best guests that could be on any talk show because you really have it together and you can talk the talk because you walk the walk. And I want to thank Definitely. you for your contribution in saving all these animals that you have. And the other, all, everyone out there who is fighting the right fight and you're doing it the right way. And it's your it's your passion and it's your mission. And I just wanted, I, I'm, I'm not running you off, I, I just wanted to get that in there because you're such a contribution to this show and I wanted to, to let you know that it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. 
Well, I appreciate your comment, and I wish I felt as eloquent as you stated it. I (laughs) I am, but I feel a little bit tongue-tied right now because I know that this is being heard by a number of people, and I'm not used to being on live, if you will. Yeah. Can can. Can I just ask you, if I, I, you know, I'm, again, exactly the same. Again, really, I appreciate you coming on the show. But can I ask you, is this jeopardizing what you're going to be doing, though? Do you feel that you will be, um, well, I'd be able to go the wrong word to say, is, full of dogs again? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Right. Probably Good. not, but, you know. Good. I still want I just want to say because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's. I've I've read comments where people are saying, "Oh, we need to shut the shelter down." You know, we need to get rid of it and all this. And and but this is no good. You know, it's not the shelter we've got a problem with. It's not the dogs that are in there. It's not the volunteers. The volunteers that are truthful. The ones that are, you know. Sitting there, I mean, you know, we don't, no volunteers, volunteer to an animal shelter unless they're an animal lover. And and I feel sorry for these poor volunteers that must be seeing this. They're either getting told to shut up or put up or whatever else. You know, can you tell us about, I'm not telling, asking you for names or anything or and such like of volunteers, but what, what was your, how did you get on with the volunteers? What is the mood like in there? <laughs> okay, I'd be happy to tell you about them. Uh, as a matter of fact, I went down to Tennessee. I'm from Michigan. Went to Tennessee, and I spent the night at one of the volunteers' homes, at Patricia's home. Uh, she, I was a stranger to her, other than being online and over the phone. She did not know me, and yet she invited me into her home. And one of the dogs that she had there, I had had brought up from another location down by Chattanooga. And I had no place to put him. He was a dog that was at risk. And I asked her if she would hold him for me overnight, and she did. And she had him at her house when I got there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she, was, she was fabulous. Um, her family was great to me. I mean, they offered me their home. They let the yeah. dog stay that didn't, and her husband wasn't even a dog person per se, and yet... You know, he was there and willing to stay with the dog and take care of the dog while we went and did our business and came back. He was willing to stay and take care of the dog. And the dog is oh. still in my home, by the way. It, it's it a foster. It's a, it's a uh, golden great pure mix. Anyway, he's about 65 pounds. So he wasn't a um, small dog. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, my husband took one look in those eyes, and he melted into a puddle like we all do. Well, not all of us, but (laughs) like most of us do. He is an extraordinarily wonderful dog. But he has Uh been on his own for a long time, and he needs to have a home with a privacy fence because he can get over a six-foot fence. Oh, right. Okay. But he won't if the people keep him long enough to bond with him He's bonded mm-hmm. with me in three weeks, and yeah. even when he gets out of my six-foot fence in the back, he doesn't leave my property. He stays right here. He's looking for me. Yeah. He is. He's looking for his person. Now, obviously, you've spoken about Patricia. Could you please give her um, my email and ask it? I'd love to speak to her if she's if it's possible, okay? Um, but the other thing is, is there any other volunteers besides 
besides her? Um, in the morning, How many bags she uh, got? Sun, it was Saturday morning. I showed up there Friday night. Saturday morning, um, we met, and <laughs> we met, uh, I believe there were five or six different um, um, individuals that came in different cars with the dogs that they had been holding in their home till I could come down to pick them up. And one of the things they did was they quarantined them. They kept them in quarantine for me because we didn't have, when when I bring them back here to Michigan, the foster homes have other dogs. And if we put them right into a foster home, that could cause a problem as far as exposing the other dogs to anything that they might have. So you have to have like at least a two-week quarantine time or you hope to have that, and that gives the dogs a chance to see if they're going to break with anything. If they do, then you get them treated. But you don't want to bring a dog in and have it break and then expose everybody else, especially if you have young dogs. And another thing that it does is, for an example, if you bring a dog into your home to foster it and you let it go outside onto the grass, if it breaks with parvo, that is living in your grass for a year. You cannot get it out of the dirt in the ground, no matter what you do. So you've contaminated that area, and you cannot bring any dog into that area that is not fully vaccinated and healthy, or it will get sick. So so in that case, I I love it when I learn something new every day, and you've just... I've learned something else. Now, what I want to say then is, really, on a realistic level, just on what you've just said, that means that every single dog that goes into any shelter, we're not just talking about this one, we're talking about any shelter, does need to be injected, uh, sorry, vaccinated and everything, just for the, you know, for the the fact that for the health and also for the fact of where the dogs will be home to, wherever they go, at least they know they're up to date and sorted. They need to be dewormed, especially, I can't say especially, but in particular, the puppies. Puppies are born with worms from the mother. And puppies, the worms will drain the puppies' resistance down and they'll break with parvo much faster. So you not only need to get those puppies in, but even if they're too young for a shot, they need to have a uh, deworming program started immediately. And there again, okay. that's not expensive. Yeah. So, so, so how many? Sorry, how many of these dogs that you've actually collected have had any of this? Can you, you give me a percentage? I'm, I'm not going to hold you to percentages, but can you give me an idea? I want to make sure I understand the question. You mean from the dogs that I picked up from Campbell County? Yeah. How many have actually had their vaccinations? They all had their vaccinations before I picked them up. They all of them being Volunteers done. took them to the vet and got them. Patricia got, took them to the vet and got them all their vaccines. Excellent. Right. That's good. That's good. So, sorry, have you got another question? Dogs, many times... It, with other places, a lot of times um, you will have some of the shelters already give their, their rabies and their DHLPP and deworming. They'll do that. And then anything else is on you or on the rescue. Um, some of them will include even a heartworm test. They may say, okay, well, we give you all of this and you have to pay $50 a piece 
or something like that. Well, that's still not a bad deal because then you know whether or not you're getting a heartworm-positive dog. And a heartworm-positive dog can cost a rescue a good deal of money, and it could even be futile because if it's a heavily heartworm-infected dog, it may not survive the treatment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And depending on the location, heartworm treatment can run anywhere from um, $200 up to $1,000, depending on where you're at in the country. And it's the same treatment, but it depends on where you're at just like the gas prices. You know, it's cheaper down in the south than it is up here in the north, the gas prices. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Have you got any other questions, sorry? I don't have any. I would just like to see that people not... It seems to me that the people that are jumping up and down the hardest and screaming about, you know doing harm to people are the ones that are should be doing the most at trying to get this changed legally. There is no, uh, Department of Agriculture does not have any teeth. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm quite sure that the Department of Agriculture is over that shelter, the same as we have the Department of Agriculture over our shelters here, they can come in and say, oh, well, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong, fix it. But if they don't get it fixed, chances are real good they can't do anything about it anyway. So we need an arm of enforcement to be able to, you know, let's say instill fines, find the company or find the shelter okay, you didn't do this, you didn't get your, um, you didn't keep the heat on, you didn't give the shots, you didn't do this or you didn't do that, that we told you you had to do, then you have, this is a fine. Yes. And the first time the fine could be reasonable, but give them a wake-up call. The second time it should be really hard enough to put them down to their knees where they know better than to do it again. Yep. Can I just say that I'm looking at, let me just say I'm sitting on the garden fence for this. Okay, so let's just say that we've got a shelter and Joe Bloggs is running it and um, it's obviously owned by, um, you know, the, the councils or whatever. The person that's running that shelter is not bothered in the sense of the fact that it's okay because they're still going to get their wages at the end of the week and maybe some perks with it, if at all possible. Yep, that was being sarcastic. Um, But at the end of the day, they're not bothered if that shelter gets a fine because it's not actually coming out of their pockets. No, but I'm sure that if they get fined too often, they wouldn't have a job, would they? You see, it there's liability. Right now, it appears to me, and I, this is from what little I know from the inside, that the mayor is a good friend of Betty. Okay, well, that's nice. I have no problem with them being friends, but that doesn't preclude her from doing a good job, and nor should it allow him to give her privileges that she is abusing. Absolutely. He, on the other hand, is in authority and could stop her and is not. He could tell her clearly, you must do this, this, and this, or you won't have a job. And he's not. He's standing there going, oh, well, that's not true. That never happened. She didn't do that. Mm -hmm. 
people, we're doing this. Look at how much we're doing. Oh, Betty is, she is bottle feeding babies. What a crock of crap. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, Betty don't bottle feed babies unless there's a news media standing in front of her. We, we got notifications yesterday from several people about that very thing. And I'm listening to you speak, and I'm thinking to myself, they could be at the other end of the spectrum right now as a shining star in Tennessee. They exactly. could be the showcaser shelters. They have a new facility with all this technology and the, the capability of being that superstar, yet their practice, their activities have taken them to the bottom. And they're getting attention all right, but it's just like a child who acts out. If they're not getting good attention, they're getting bad attention. But well, they're, they're getting it around in a heartbeat because Absolutely. of all the attention they've got and all the support of the people now. People are aware of that shelter. People will donate to that shelter. People will send yes. things like blankets and things like mm-hmm. whatever they need, beds mm-hmm. for the dog. They would have everything they need because they have the public's awareness. And that's a big part of the problem with shelters. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly right. We we also heard yesterday that when the T V stations came around, um, that Betty pretty much had people by the door all day shooing the public away. Well, that would have been a cameo moment for the public to be able to come through there and look at the animals and see her being interviewed, if indeed it had been ran the proper way. It would have been a wonderful opportunity for everyone, for the animals to have potential adopters come through, for Betty and the shelter to get the positive exposure, for the TV stations to be able to run a story that was heartwarming to the community. Instead, it's resulted in nothing but rage. Well, and now another thing. Since you've got so much of the public involved here now, and a lot of them the locals, mm-hmm. why not let them come in and let them take pictures and let them get exposure to the dogs? And you have a perfect opportunity to get many people stepping up and going, well, I'll foster that dog until it yep. can find a uh, rescue. I'll foster that dog till it meets its quarantine time. You know, yes would be happy to do that if they knew that's what's needed. Yep. I'll tell you what, very quickly, while we've got a bit of, um, let's just say, media exposure, to anybody that is actually willing, okay, if, if you've got a home and you're near near this area um, and you've got a spare, a little place that you could maybe foster a dog, maybe even for a week or whatever, um, please give us an email at asksueshow at gmail.com. And maybe you might be held to help um, Teresa, or you might be able to help um, the shelter. And maybe this is something that we could actually put together. People that are in that area that are able to help the shelter. Because let's face this, we, we want to be able to change this into a positive. We don't want this to continue for months and months and months into a negative. No, we want this to start to change into a positive. No, because the dogs are the ones that will ultimately pay the price. They're going to die. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. We don't need it all to be negative. I I would like to speak out, and this message is for Betty and the mayor. Today is your golden opportunity to take 
advantage of what we're talking about and turn your shelter around and become that super shining star that you have the potential to be. Today is the day that you need to start new. You need to change your policies and procedures, follow some of the advice that Teresa has given here, uh, work with the volunteers like shit, like Patricia. And I do want to say that uh, I've had several um, emails and communications from people saying that Friends of Campbell County is being attacked, and they're in no way associated with with Sue and and me and the other people involved in this investigation. They're they're a rescue out there. They're in no way involved with us. So please do not attack these people. They're wonderful angels out there trying to save lives, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Teresa, that you had worked with uh, the extent of getting a 501c status. So that they could Absolutely. try and help. Okay, yeah, so that they exactly. could try and do I, something as I, far as getting a discount with the uh, with the local veterinarians, where they could get a little bit of a discount on the uh, vet uh, services. And I got to tell you, there's again, there is another time where there's, I believe, three vets that are in that locale that work with um, the dogs from that shelter. Those vets could step up and do some really good things because I know vets here that help with the vetting. I mean, they don't charge an arm and a leg. They don't charge you for taking a fecal test and then also charge you if you can't, if they can't get it. Because I have uh, a written communication from someone giving me the doctor's name that Betty sends every one of the dogs to, that uh, when the dogs are adopted, she even if people come from Knoxville or outside the area, she tells them that they're required to bring the pet back, back to that doctor who charges an escalated price. And I've heard this from more than one person. Now, obviously, I'm not naming the name here right now, but this is just something that is on the grapevine. And I hope that's not true, but we need to address everyone that's involved in this situation. And if it means calling out the vets, too, uh, it saddened me to hear it. But it, here again, it all goes back to the cash, the money. Okay, well, here. And, let me say this, without giving you the name of a vet, let me tell you this. I'm looking at a bill now, and I won't give the name of the vet. I won't do that to them. But I will mm-hmm. tell you, looking at it, I can see that they charged heart health certificate $25. Do you know what a health certificate is? Mm-hmm. Okay, a health certificate, for those who are listening that don't know, it is a document that says, oh, the vet checked this dog. He listened to the dog's heart. He looked at the dog. It doesn't mean they did any tests on the dog. Understand that. But it, mm-hmm. in the dog, in the vet's opinion, the dog looks healthy. The dog could walk out of the vet's office and die of any number of things. But without that health certificate, you cannot take that dog legally across the state line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh. But now, $25 for a health certificate, and I can, and this is in Tennessee, in Tennessee I can also get 10 dogs on one health certificate for 20 bucks. So now where is the justice there? Exactly. Okay, how about distemper parvo, $12. That's not awful bad. They could do a little better. Um, heartworm occult test, $23.50. Now, that is unnecessary. I'm sorry. 
they can come down on that plate. Okay, is there any chance that even if you were to uh, maybe fax us a copy of that, I haven't, we haven't got a problem if you edit out the vets so we can actually show people those prices? Um, I will send it to you as it is, as long as you will block out the name of the person. We will. I, I promise I you that. I, I can promise you that. Yeah. And at the okay. same time, I will put Patricia's um, email address on here and her phone okay. number so you'll have it. To get thank hold you. Of her if you choose. Yeah, if you send that to asksueshow at gmail.com, I'd appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, do you have a phone number? I'll fax it to you. Um, I do, but I, I'm actually in the UK. But what what I'm going to do, um, if you're okay, Teresa, I've got, I want to move on to a couple of callers, and we've got a couple of things we want to do during the show. Um, can we, could us to give you a call after the show? Yes, you sure can. Do you have the number? I do. I've got, I've got your number, and, and just let me to say, Teresa, uh, it won't be repeated from us, your number. It'll be kept with us, okay? That's fine. Okay. Teresa, thank you very, very much for calling into the show today. You've been very informative, and like like we said before, thank you very much. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, but also we'd like to thank you for everything that you do because you're exactly the type of warrior that we like stood right by us, and we thank you very much for that. Okay, and thank you for thank your time and your help. Thank Bless you very you. much. Have a wonderful evening. Okay. We'll speak bye-bye. Soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And do you know what? I've just got to say um, a thank you to Teresa. That was an absolute fantastic call, and that's exactly what we want. We do not want to be bringing this negativity forever. Exactly. We just want justice, and we want to change this shelter around. Now, um, obviously, we've done the show earlier for a reason, and I, unfortunately, obviously, time's going by, and I'm not sure this is going to work now, but I'm certainly prepared to take a risk and give it a try. Now, as all of you know, um, I like to do things one step further than everybody else, and uh, we do always do an early show for reasons. Some of you all know re- the reason why we do the early show already, because you know how crazy I really am, um, but I've got no issue in doing it. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to see if we can uh, maybe contact a couple of people, and the first one is this one. have reached the Campbell County Animal Shelter. We are... Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, is that Betty? Betty is right here. Hi. Is that Hi. Betty? Are you from Tennessee? I'm not, no. Oh, okay. Hi, well, I, you you called the wrong number, I believe. Bye. No, Betty. <laughs> uh, I, I slipped I up a good in there, didn't I? Uh, to be fair, well, I really I, did slip... Hello? It would be, I mean, how does she know we weren't wanting to adopt animals? Actually, I do have two friends in Knoxville who are interested in adopting. (laughs) What a shame. That's the most funniest thing ever. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So can I just say to everybody, for everybody that's run me down because I'm in the U.K., if you're not in Tennessee, she doesn't want to know you anyway. Sorry. And everybody knows that I don't give up on a first-time call, so we'll try again. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, that's my personal opinion. I, Kim McKenna, Animal Control. Hi, is it possible to speak to Betty Crumley, please? No, it's not. She's with someone at the moment. May I help you? Yeah, who are we speaking to? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, actually live on the Ask Sue show. Uh, it's actually a UK radio, and we're, obviously it's an international radio. Uh, we'd just like to talk to somebody about the um, shelter, and maybe if we can help in any way to be able to support the shelter and obviously to be able to rehome some of the dogs. Are we wondering if we could talk to somebody about it, please? What are you talking about? Sorry? I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, Am I talking um, to somebody that's to do with the shelter? Yes. Right. So uh, we were wanting to know if we could speak to somebody regarding the shelter, please. Okay. What's your your question? Okay. Um, Obviously, there has been a lot of controversy at the moment uh, surrounding the shelter, and we were wanting to know if we were able to speak to Betty about it and also some of the allegations that have been put forward. Um, just to let you know that obviously the page of Facebook that's been put on Facebook, a lot of people are very upset about the videos and the things that they've seen. And we just wanted to know what you can clarify is, is true from what is actually false to us, please. There is nothing that is on Facebook or on YouTube that is correct. Everything that on that is on there is incorrect. There okay. is none of the allegations that are made are true. Those okay. pictures that are on there is not even of this shelter. This is a brand new facility. Okay. Um, and what could you tell me about the video that's on YouTube that has obviously circulated internationally, worldwide? That is true, and it is not the the video is not true. In what sense not true? None none of the allegations are true. No, no, but, okay, so could you tell me, is the video that was put on YouTube of the shelter, was it actually taken at the shelter? No, it was not. Okay, were those three dogs that were euthanized in the same room, were they actually at the shelter? No, they were not. Okay, and Betty Crumley wasn't at that, at at that, on that video at all, not with her voice or anything? Absolutely not. Okay. And also, can you tell me how many, you know, at the moment, you know, obviously people are saying about the three dogs that were um, euthanized together. Um, Can you tell me the procedure that you go through to euthanize your dogs? Um, Oh. Now, I may be in the U.K., okay? Let, uh, let me sit in my garden fence, because in the U.K., I know nothing, okay? This is the person who knows nothing. I mean, I'm not in the U.S., I've never been there, okay? So, at the end of the day, I can pretty well say I'm on neutral ground. Now, that's yeah. funny, because I am certain, and please, if everybody would like to confirm with me, that on the video, and when she spoke on the interview... She said that that was, in fact, the shelter. Am I correct? You are correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, my UK hearing or the phone line wasn't quite correct because he's just said um, on the number, and let me just tell you the number so they can't say that I didn't ring the right number. It's 423-566-1892. 
that gentleman has just confirmed on this line, on this radio, that that actually wasn't the shelter. Right. And he also couldn't, well, okay, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I I can't wait until we get the results back from the voice identification professional, the voice analyst, because her voice on the phone, her voice on the TV interviews, and her voice on the video are all one and the same person. Right. I think uh, we need, right, to those people, area code 914 and 850, please do not go anywhere, okay? I do not want you to be leaving. Uh, just stay there because I have got um, just another little phone call. <laughs> you know what I'm like for my little phone calls. Let me just find um, this little person. Uh, let me just, where is it? Let me find my number. Hold on. Uh, oh, here we are. Oh, you know how I just love being on the phone. Uh, let me just, uh, I, I like to keep in touch with the U.S. and make sure that I am actually getting my facts right. And, I, you know, that I'm not talking total rubbish. And can I just say to everybody, yes, my hands are shaking in temper. Uh, right. Let me try That's why I have to bite my tongue. I, I'm just biting my tongue. I, I, I must just say that I was very calm then. Right, just let me get to this one. Very big shame, isn't it? Must be, must be. It's okay now. Now it won't let me put the actual phone down. Okay, I wonder if the. Oh. <laughs> just. <laughs> Oops. I've just cut somebody off. Please call back in. <laughs> right. Let me just say, if anybody wants to call in, 347-327-9694, um, and uh, we'll just wait for my little co-pilot to call back in. <laughs> I'm going to get so shot for that, I can tell <laughs> I think I was so angry in trying to put the phone down to that one that, that I got a bit carried away pressing the button, so I do apologise for that. If anybody wants to have a couple of comments in the... Um, uh, Hold a minute. If anybody wants to have a couple of comments in the chat room, by all means, uh, you can. Um, I'm just hoping we can get this uh, call back in. Bless. Hold on a minute. Just wait for them to call back in. Seem to have lost somewhere. Hold on a minute. Hopefully, they'll be calling back in. Uh, again, let me just repeat as well while we're waiting for um, them to call back in. Uh, at the end of the day, anybody that wants to email me um, after the show, you can email asksueshow at gmail.com. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. If anybody would like to email me with some details, perhaps you've got other things that you can tell me, um, by all means, give me an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. I apologize, Copilot. I, I think I got a bit angry pressing the button down to them and caught you as well. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. I, I think I, I think I got a bit carried away with pre putting the phone down in my temper 
that I might have just caught you as well and put the phone down to you. I do apologize. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't get any sound on the show right now. All the sounds muted. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I can't get any sound on the on the computer. None. Um, I'm. I just walked in the bathroom. Let me see if anybody else in here. Sue, right. this is rocking. I'm, I'm having to bite my tongue. Right. Let's just keep calm, everybody. Right. Let's just keep calm because at the end of the day, um, you know, I really am very glad that we've done the show. That's all I can say. Let me just say to everybody, I may be in the U.K., but my heart is on my shoulder, okay? I literally am very, very upset by all of this that's gone on. And if you knew the hours that we've been putting into this, and my hands are shaking in temper because I am upset that they can just think that they can just walk away from things and it's okay. It's very much not okay, and I am not happy about this at all. It's upsetting, it's wrong, and we've got to make changes. So, um, right, we'll go to the phone lines. Um, Area code 850. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be on here, and it's a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Thank you very much. Who are we speaking to? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Sabina, and I'm in Florida. Oh, hi, Sabina. Hi, Sue. Um, listen, I, I had one question, and I also wanted to let you know that I experienced similar uh, to what you just went through uh, when I did this yesterday. I went ahead after seeing everything on Facebook. Uh, I actually did call the shelter, and a lady answered and was very rude right from the beginning and uh, didn't even give me much of a chance to say anything uh, and wanted to know if it concerned the uh, the dogs in Campbell County. And then she wanted to know my address. And first of all, I'm not even in Tennessee, but just a huge animal lover who does anything I can, <laughs> you know, to help out wherever something's going on. And yeah. uh, once I wouldn't give her my address, uh, she hung up on me. So I called back, and surprise, surprise, nobody answered, and it went to an answering machine instead. So I left a little message on there letting them know I knew that they were there and, <laughs> you know, what I basically had to say. But that certainly uh, made me pretty upset as well because, as everyone has stated, if they had nothing to hide, if they were not doing something wrong, they would not be acting like this. Um, I also called the governor's. Uh, line and had to leave a message on that. No one ever answered the phone. And then I also called the mayor's office and I was told that the mayor was in a meeting that he would call me uh, and I provided my number. He would call me once he got out of the meeting. And even up to right now, I have not heard from them yet. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't sit too well for them, which I'm sure that they have a lot going on, but you know, so then I called the uh, the TV station and spoke to a wonderful man there who was very interested in the story. And from what I saw on Facebook, there were others that contacted him as well. Now I don't know if that's the ones that went in, um, you know, with their crew or not. Um, but you know, they were definitely very interested in hearing that. Um, so my question though is, I actually have one that I wanted to find out about if anybody knows anything more. One of the things posted on Facebook has to do, in addition to all the trouble with the, the video and the dogs, is also the issue with the cats and supposedly a contract with a Kennedy uh, facility. I forget the exact name. Uh, and according to one thing that I saw posted yesterday, 
and I don't remember if it was on Facebook or on a different site, it actually seems to be a, a, a contract to uh, sell the animals uh, that they've euthanized to this facility. And I was wondering if anybody had something else on that. And then the second thing is, is my fear is for the animals at the facility, now that this much attention has been brought, we really need to try to, especially the people who can and are in the area to do this, um, I worry that Betty and some of the others might lash out and uh, harm more animals out of vindictiveness or whatever, and that terrifies me. Um, so I wanted yep. to know if anyone could do something to, uh, I don't know what all the legal terminology is, but like have a stay. <laughs> you know, she can't yep. do anything no. to any of the ones that are there and, and, and all of that. Well, I was actually going to um, bring this up near the end of the show, but you brought it forward, which is fine. Um, and it's something that I haven't even spoke to my co-pilot about. So what I'm going to suggest is I think due to the fact that I have said that I don't want no negativity following this, I, I just want what's best for the dogs, okay, right. and the cats and everything. Right. I know the, the, it's bad enough what's going on, okay. I'm not bothered about the pol the politics is bad enough, but my thoughts are it's for the animals. The voice is for, right. the, vo for the voiceless, okay? So exactly. my thought in thinking is maybe we should, um, as all of, we've got all these people, all this exposure, why do we not set up a group that is literally promoting what animals are up for adoption from there so that as soon as we get any pictures and anybody can go in there and get pictures of dogs that are needing to be rehomed, we can put it in that group. And we want people to share that group everywhere. What is everybody's thoughts on that? I think it's great. Uh, we just need to make sure to get some pictures and get somebody in there. Um, but 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 my my point is, if, if, okay, I know that we're not going to get pictures straight away, right? And you're right; they are going to shut doors to us to to a degree. But the thing is, they cannot say that we are not being positive. I don't want this negativity to carry Absolutely. on for months. At the end of the day, that's right. not helping the dogs either. We need to, while we've got all this exposure, it's fantastic in the sense of wrong in one sense, but let's change it into a positive. You know, okay, let, at the end of the day, I, I will blatantly say, as Sue, right, this is not as a presenter, this is as me as an animal lover who has seen those videos, and I don't care what she says about if it was or it wasn't or whatever, at the end of the day, we know what she's done, and, you know, we can see by the videos, it doesn't matter how much, you know, we've had so much sent to us that I think it is absolutely wrong. And at the end of the day, we need to change this around. So we need to change this negativity into a very big positivity. There is a lot of people that want to help, and I think with all the animal advocates, all the warriors, as we call them, you know, I think we can make a very big difference. And, you know, we have got the media watching, so let's make this into a positive, and let's hope that, you know, the people, the volunteers and everything get together and say, hey, hold on a minute, we've had enough of this, we want to change this round, let's join them because they want to make a better place, and, you know, we can literally put stuff together maybe we can start but you know saying right we'll do an event where we'll ha ask them could they open the doors on it you know let's get, say a month's time give them time to sort out the place and everything and say right can we have an, uh, an adoption day on this day so that everybody can come in have a look at the dogs and let's hope we can start emptying the shelter in a good way yeah absolutely follow the same type program that Jane Smith and Georgia does Empty the shelter out in the weekend. Yep. Yep. Wow. Definitely. 
You know, and maybe we could ask um, Teresa to help us with that because, you know, obviously she's there and I think that would be a good idea, you know? I do too. So, um, thank you, Sue. It's okay. It's fine. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Have a good day and good luck with all of this. And I'll certainly do anything I can on my end as well. Excellent. Thank you you ever so much for calling in. Cheers, Sabina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sabina. Bye. Do you know what, um, I can honestly what? say, um, uh, this show isn't going to be long enough, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's absolutely not. Because you have another, someone else there wanting to call, uh, wanting to speak to, I know, right? Yes, I've got actually I've got another three callers waiting here to um, think, so we're going to go straight over. Um, do you think we've got anybody else that we need to call? I mean, the thing is, it's getting a bit late, isn't it, now? Uh, yes, I, I really and truly right now, I think I'd rather have these uh, people call in, make it brief. Yes. But I'd like to see what they have to say. We can do a follow-up on this show, and with as many guests as we have who didn't sign in, and the uh, fantastic show we've had, perhaps they'll be telling their friends, you know, hey, that last show is okay. You need to call in. Because <laughs> they're really she's, she's not that vicious, and, really, is she? <laughs> I'm going to go to the chat room, and what a disappointment that people of the guests haven't signed in. What a shame, because you could be actually inputting in the chat room, which is a very big shame. But please, sign into Blog Talk Radio. It just does just take a minute. Um, is anybody wanting to do another show in two hours' time? I can actually, um, or we can do it on maybe Sunday night. It's up to you guys. Let us know. If you want to carry this show on, you're having, um, you like the idea that we're all getting together and working as a team, changing this negativity into a positivity, then please um, give us a shout and we will see if uh, we can sort about it. Um, Right, hold on a minute. Uh, We've just got, let me just go back to, uh, let me just sort this out. Um, Right, Steph, if you just want to tell us um, the first part of your number, because it's gone up in the chat and I missed it, okay, Um, by all means, give us a shout. Um, and then I'll bring you straight in. Um, I know that Steph has been waiting to get in, and she wants to talk to me about ways we can expose the animals for adoption. So, um, unfortunately, Ratty BGB, um, I can't carry the show straight on. I have to wait till 12 o'clock. I have two da- hours every day. So to do another show, I'd have to do it at um, midnight. If anybody knows of a radio station where I can do more hours, please introduce it to me. Um, and then if it's a freebie one, that's even better, more exposure for me. That would be fantastic. Um, you know, anybody who can help in any way, show at gmail.com. Right, uh, let me go to um, Stephanie. Let me find you. Hold on. There we go. Hi, Steph. Sorry for the wait. How are you doing? It's okay. I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Thank you very much. How, how can I, we help? I, what part... I've just read in the chat that you were talking about the adoptions. Yeah. My my suggestion is because I'm a younger person, I'm in my mid-20s, because of the generation that I come from, because it is all social media, why is stuff not being done in that way? Like, yes, there are websites. Like, you can put up a website and you can update it daily. If she doesn't feel like running it, which is fine, she may not because she is of an older generation, then why do you not bring in a high school student that needs exposure for maybe college if they want to go into technology 
or a college graduate to come in and run the website. A lot of them will do the community service for free and still provide you with the website. But not only that, there's also Twitter and Instagram and, of course, Facebook that can be updated, you know, multiple times in a day. It doesn't take anything to take a picture of an animal on your smartphone, upload it to Twitter, and upload it to Instagram. That's that's a lot of social media outlets that can be used that's not being utilized by the animal shelter. So exactly. We, we totally, totally agree with that. Totally. I mean, it's just, I've been up there. I live not even five minutes from there. Um, my mom and I, we went to try to adopt a dog from there, and we had a very bad experience with it. Betty was the one that told us that they do not put the animals down. She flat out said that if a rescue doesn't come to get them or, um, like, if they can't, like, if a rescue can't come get them and they can't be fostered, then putting the animal down is the absolute last thing. Well, now she's under all this scrutiny, which I understand, but she's also not utilizing the tools that she has in the technology world. So why isn't anything being done? Yep, You know, exactly. why isn't anything being done? I mean, it doesn't take a lot to do it. Like, I understand that with an older generation, they think that, you know, being on Facebook or doing the Twitter thing and all that stuff takes a lot out of it. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't. It's not going to take you more than two or three minutes to take a picture of an animal, upload it to Instagram, and then it be put on Twitter. I mean, but, I'm going to get these dogs you, out all over. If, if I can say one thing, I want to address what she just said. Stephanie, just so you know, I am 56 years old. I spend about 20, 18 to 20 hours a day working, doing just this. It's not the generation, my dear. It is the mindset that he does not have the mindset or the attitude or the desire to do this. There are people out there our age, mine and Betty's age, who are more than willing to do that. There are people your age more than willing to do that. That's oh, a point. Of course. It's getting the, yep. implementing the idea regardless of what age you are. Being an animal, animal advocate knows no age. Yeah. Well, it may you not know, know And age, also, but... Steph, at the end of the day, we've got nearly 1,900 people on our page. And all those people are there because they're animal lovers, they're advocates, and they're wanting to make a difference. So at that, that, that point, right, you know, even if she got half of them, that's 900 people, do you know what I mean, that could be making a difference. Now, at the end of the day, if we find, as animal advocates, if we find a page that has got dogs and cats, whatever there, um, that, you know, and people soon cotton on to a page that started up, it soon goes in the grapevine, people then share that. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's literally upload a picture to Facebook and it will get shared. It, it's simple as that. You know, it soon goes around. It doesn't take long for your social network to actually make a difference. No, it doesn't. You know? And, and the thing is, it's not like Betty's just doing that shelter on her, on her own. She's actually got volunteers there and such like to be able to do it. Oh, yes, she and does. And she's turning down their help. She's turning down good adoptions. She's turning down good volunteers. She's taking that shelter, and she's burying it in the ground. And that's the opportunity that they have today 
to turn that around and make a positive out of this negative. And see, your ideas earlier were spot on. They were absolutely in the bullseye of the target. You were perfect with those ideas. And I hope yeah, that you're I'm actually going to do that straight. Straight after the show, I am going to put a group together, and it will be put straight onto the page, um, and we will get that built up because we do need to change this into a positive at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph, I'm I'm really sorry not to stay with you, but I have got another four more calls that I want Honey, to go you're through. Fine. Um, but Steph, I'm, hopefully, I, it sounds like I might be doing another show in a couple of hours, so keep listening, and I might be able to announce that in just a short while. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks very much. Cheers for that. Thank you. Thanks, Steph. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bye-bye. Um, I do apologize to people that we're having to go through the calls quick, but, uh, you know, I just don't want to lose people. Uh, so, area code 914, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you doing? Who's this? Good, my name is Jay. Hi, Jay, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I have a few things. I'm from New York, um... And we have our own issues with the ACC, um, with their um, with their policies and procedures. And uh, just to give you a briefing, that the dogs that uh, go in there, um, they get, within three days they're sick with kennel cough, uh, they, which uh, transpires into pneumonia, canine influenza, parvo, and it just goes on. Um, they the workers don't do the right thing there. They put um, uh, dogs in infected cages without cleaning. Um, volunteers, they can't take pictures with the dogs. They're, they're asked to sign contracts saying uh, if they disclose anything about the shelter, they will be fired. The same goes with the workers. Um, uh, it is a, a high-kill shelter, and if it wasn't for urgent, posting uh, dogs every day, um, they wouldn't have a, sh- a shot. Um, not only the dogs, the cats also. Um, and and again, she's threatened uh, by the city, and the city does no advertising on public, you know, buses, trains, uh, nothing. Um, Urgent actually has a chip in for uh, a billboard. Hopefully, um, eventually we'll get that. Um, and and again, it's just that these dogs, and they're very highly adoptable, and they're put down um, mostly because of space, um, even though they say no space, um, because the intake, they have to take in every every animal that walks through that door, they have to take in. So it's, again, it's the city, it's the politics. Um, they have uh, money for funding for uh, new sh- uh, shelters that are wanted in Queens and needed in Queens and uh, the Bronx. Um and again, they had funds for that, Maddie's fund, and uh, the city council shot it down. Um, so it all comes down to the politics and uh, not Definitely. doing the right thing. Um, and, and again, you know, the workers, uh, they adopt uh, animals, and they don't even bother calling the landlord for uh, references. So what happens is the dogs are, are returned, found on the streets. Uh, then, you know, and you were talking about bodies, um uh, laboratories and everything uh, with with them buying uh, animals. You need to be a licensed, but who's to say what's going on behind closed doors? Um, we don't know where these bodies go. Uh, yep, exactly. Exactly. You know, we don't know what's going on. You're talking politics, and and yep. you the don't thing know is, half of the stuff. 
exactly. The thing is they need to decide whether they're an animal shelter and in for saving animals or actually they're getting them to kill them and do something else with them. It, they need to justify Absolutely. which one they're actually, which side of the fence are they? Are they for saving them or are they for killing them? Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, lately, like this last week, now, now this has crossed my mind. Bloomberg just got a Facebook page and whatever, and we're bombarding him with um, the dogs that have, have been killed. Um, now, naturally, we're getting banned from it, but um, they're not even giving dogs another night. You know, they're just, like, euthanizing like, 10, yes. 10 plus dogs a day. And it's in yep. the revenge against us. I, You know, it's, again, it's all politics, and it's very frustrating. Very, You're shaking? <laughs> um, it's just very frustrating because um, nothing yep. is getting done. Nothing. Yeah. You know, you you uh, speak to politicians and uh, Stringer. Okay, he he's giving some uh, positive feedback with the shelter system, but again, it's it's politics. They talk, they talk the talk, and uh, also uh, you're, you're going to have uh, a guest on, which um, you might want to uh, think about also um, for the future. Um, which is fair, too, because, again, it comes down to money. Uh, if it's not a money-making thing, um, it's not good. And the same thing with rescues. If they work together, they get so much more accomplished. Instead of working apart, uh, ego trips, exactly. you know, and you can get so much. Leaving so much. egos at the door. But I'm sorry to have to cut you short, but we have got people waiting on the phone lines, and yeah. I'm trying to get through as many as I can. We hope all being well, we'll be having another show in a couple of hours. So um, thank you very much for calling, and maybe you can call in the second part. Okay, thank you, Sue. Have a good day. Okay, thanks ever so much. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, just to let everybody know, I am going to try, and, and if everybody wants to stalk um, Bloomberg, I am going to ask him to come onto the show, so just recommend the ASU show to him. Right, um, area code 910, we've got five minutes, let's see what we can do. Area code 910, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm okay, thank you. Who are we speaking to? Uh, this is Peter McQueen, I'm in North Carolina, near Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Hi, Peter. <laughs> yes, I am um, very interested in the Help, trying to help solve the problems over there in Campbell County. Um, I've worked with the Humane Society um, for about 25 years on animal control issues and reform in North Carolina. A lot of it had to do with uh, euthanasia problems, and I see that's one of the problems there. And since time is short, I'll just uh, try to cover a few things right quick and give you my email address. And well, I'll tell you what, Peter, we're, we're going to be doing another show in a couple of hours. Um, do you want to give us a call in then, and maybe we can talk to you a little bit more about this? Well, I could do also, that. Please, could, could you please send your email address to a private message on the page anyway, please, in the it, meantime? It's okay. I've got, it, I've got his number anyway. It's okay. I've got your oh, number, okay. Peter, so we'll give you a ring after the, the show, uh, okay? The email address is um, humane societies, plural, Humane Societies at AOL.com. Okay. Well, I've got yeah. your number. Is that okay if we give you a call after the show? Yes. And uh, what time will um, will you be back on again? In two hours' time. So that'll be about 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, yep. Is that Correct. okay? Correct. 
Excellent. Well, I'm I'm sorry to cut you short, Peter, but I just want to go to the next caller, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks for ringing in. Cheers, Peter. Bye-bye. And I'd just like to say thank you to everybody who's calling in. It's great to get all these people in. Um, area code 517. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, who are we Sally. speaking to? Hi, it's Sally, Ellie. how are you doing? No, it's Ellie. I live in Jacksboro, actually. And okay. I've worked with uh, FCCA. They are wonderful people. They continue to keep, you know, getting really nasty messages on their Facebook page. I just want everybody <laughs> to know that they are trying to solve the problem. They are not part of the problem. Thank you. You're right. You're correct. Definitely. The people Definitely. there have that, been that's... wonderful. Thank you very much for that. You know, we really appreciate that, and it, it's about changing the negative to now a positive. That's right. Okay, Ali, thank you so much. Um, we are going to be having another show in a couple of hours, so please call back in, won't you? Okay, thank you. Cheers, Ali. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Right. Last but not least, hopefully, let me see if I can get you in. Uh, area code... Sorry, area code 810. Hi, welcome to the show. Teresa. Uh, yes, I'm Hello. just thinking that. Is, is that Teresa? Hi. Hello. 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 Yeah, we can hear you. I'm sorry. I was just listening a- to the... Um- to your radio show, and this was the only way I could do it. I certainly hope I didn't cut off another person. No, you didn't. It's fine. No, don't worry. You didn't cut anybody off. We're coming to the end of the show now, but we're going to be back on in a couple of hours anyway. All right, and I'll be hearing from you. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay, thanks a lot. It's a wonderful show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sue, I did want to clarify. I did want to clarify what Ellie was trying to say. She was a little bit confusing. She was talking about FCCA, Friends of Campbell County, getting slammed on their web on their Facebook page. Please don't do that, people, because they are trying to help the situation. They're not involved with the Betty Crumley page. The Friends of Campbell County are a good organization and a rescue. So please, please, no comments on their page. No, the thing is, you know, everybody. If you are unsure if somebody is connected or whatever, please do not just jump on their page and have a go. Some of these people have worked a lot of very long hours. They're volunteers, and they are good people. The last thing we want to do is lose good advocates because of bad people. So please, if you're unsure, you can email asksueshow at gmail.com, and we will confirm to you. Please do not. Do not. And at the end of the day, please, no threatening, no nothing. Let's change this very bad negative into good positive, and let's join forces. And, you know, let's bring everybody together. If you are with us, please change your profile picture to the red and white paw, because at the end of the day, let's pause for the voice for the voiceless. We've got to make changes, and we've got to make it for the better. So we are going to be having the show in a couple of hours, the same time, same place. I will leave the chat room open as well if I can, um, so you can all have an answer during the time between. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of hours. Is that okay? It works for me. 
<laughs> okay, she catches up, bless her. Uh, thank you very much to everybody that's been in the chat. Thank you very much to everybody who's called in. Anybody wants to call in, you can do in two hours' time, 347-327-9694. Thank you very much for joining the show, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. <laughs> 